Okay, so another day, twenty-sixth of February, and today I want to talk. I want to do, talk about um, something that I'm really passionate about, and something I believe is absolutely 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 essential in the life of a believer and that is the word of god the word of god is the word of god is vast is everything so i'm going to talk a bit about um there's something the holy spirit has been teaching me lately about what makes the word up you know what the word is made up of the word of god what makes it the divine word of god like what makes the word of god the word of god and you know we we can we can answer that question simply by saying it is because god spoke it you know the word of god is the word of god because god spoke it so that is true but i want us to look a deep a a bit deeper into what the word of god is made up of according to the book of john in the first chapter of john tells us that in the beginning was the word and the word was god and the word was god so let's just read that so we start from there john chapter 1 verse 1 says In the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god so this first chapter of john is giving us a, a description of entities of beings first referring to the word which was at the beginning and bringing god in the scenario showing us that the word and god were together then in the second uh, verse it says the same was in the beginning with god all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made so we all know that god made everything in his world through the spoken word through his word his word was what created this world through faith faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen things not seen it didn't say that things that didn't exist it says things that are not seen so it means that those things exist so faith in God's word is what brought those things that do not exist into the seen world, into the things that should exist. And that was how God created the world through his word. In the be- in Genesis, it says in the beginning, when the um, spirit of God was hovering over the waters, then God said, let there be light. So everything started with the word of God. That's why it's telling us here, the same was in the beginning with God. In the beginning was the word. The word was there with God. And then if we go down in the book of John, we go down to um, to, to, to verse 14. It says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory us of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So we see this here. It's telling us that the word became flesh. So we now 
can realize that the word came into this world the world took on a physical body when mary said so be it according to thy word when the angel gabriel came to meet her with all those words it was a highly highly favored of god he told her that that the the holy spirit shall overshadow her and that which shall be born of her shall be called the son of god and mary said so be it according to thy word she placed the word in her heart she buried the word in her heart her heart was the soil her spirit she placed god's word in her spirit and then the holy spirit that overshadowed her brought those words to life it gave flesh to that word that's why it says the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us in jesus's body dwelt the very life of god because it was the spirit of god the power of god that made flesh around the word of god that mary put in her heart so in the body of god in the body of jesus was the eternal life of god through the holy spirit his blood was the eternal life of god he that's why he had to he shed that blood to pay for our sins the eternal life of god paid for our sins the life is in the blood the soul of the animal is in the blood so he had to shed his blood to pay for our sins it was an atonement he was paying for us so we know that jesus is the word now so since this has given us a description of the word of god in a human form it has given us a an angle in which to approach this understanding and there was something that the lord revealed to me the other day and it was in the book of still in the book of john and it really it really it really got me thinking i had to meditate upon these words for some time so it's in john chapter 6 or 63 and this is a, a very popular verse that all of us know everyone knows this verse let's just open to john 6 63 so the context of this verse is jesus spoke some very very profound things in this particular chapter that i've been focusing on for some time he was talking to to jews he was talking to so many people around him at that time and he was saying some things about the bread of life him being the bread of life his body being that bread that he is the true bread that came down from heaven you know and he was saying if you do not eat of my flesh and drink of my blood you do not have life in you so he was speaking all these things he was speaking all these things out and you know the religious people of that day when he said they should eat his flesh they were now like how are we going to eat his flesh what does he mean by this so there were some very profound things that jesus was saying there if you're just looking at it from a human point of view from a carnal point of view it would definitely also confuse you so we have to always look at the word of god as being spirit first of all i've realized that the word of god is spiritual the spirituality of the word is what gives the application for it being physical for its use here in this earth that will be done on earth as it is in heaven the will of god is the word of god god's word gives us a perfect revelation of his will the word of god gives us a perfect revelation of his will so if you want to know the will of god you have to go to the word of god to see the will of god so we have to always know that the word of god is spirit first of all because god is spirit and they that worship him have to worship in spirit and in truth god's word is truth. jesus said that in the book of john also i've forgotten the exact verse but i'll put it down he said thy word is truth so the word of god is truth and God's word is spirit and it is life. 
So God's word is a spiritual stuff. It starts from the spirit even before it becomes physical. So Jesus was speaking here, and in the in the sixty-three verse, the sixty-third verse of that sixth chapter, he said this: "It is the spirit that quickeneth; the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life." So I've I've read this verse a couple of times. I've read this verse so many times, but. There was something I realized that I haven't really um, paid attention to. And I think so many people also don't pay attention to it. We just read this verse and we'll just be like, uh, the the word of God is spirit and life. And we say it, we say it, we say it. But we don't have a full revelation of what it is saying here. So this is what I see. It is the spirit that quickened. The flesh profited nothing. It is the spirit that quickened. When when the Bible talks about quickening, when it says quickened, it is talking about being made alive. It is being made alive. And Jesus was saying this in revelation to the words that he was speaking. That's why he says the words that I speak unto you. So he's telling them that when they hear these words, it is their spirits that are being made alive. When you hear the word of God, your, the word of God is not just, your flesh profits nothing when you hear the word of God. It, your flesh gains after on when the word starts to bring out fruit. But the initial word of God, where it goes to begin to work, it is in your spirit, in our hearts. The word of God is like a seed. In the book of Hebrews, it says, being born again, not of, incorrupt, not of corruptible, but of incorruptible seed, by the word of God, living and breathing. So the word of God is like a seed, and your heart, your spirit, is like a ground. It is sand. When Jesus was... T- talking about the parable of the sower he he said so is the kingdom so is the kingdom of god as if a man should scatter seed so we realize that enough times so many times when god when jesus was speaking about the kingdom of god he was always referring to it as a land doesn't mean that it is a physical land it was an illustration he was trying to give that's why those things were called parables they were stories in the form of I mean, there were truths in the form of a story to help people understand, to give people a view based on their life applications. Most of them that year were farmers. So he had, so he used that illustration of farming because it was an easier way to understand. And if you really pay attention, that is a very, very deep way. If you want to understand the word of God, try to observe nature also. If you want to understand God, observe nature also. Nature portrays, it says the whole creation screams to the glory of God. There's a way that nature portrays the nature of God. And how his kingdom operates. I've tried also to observe because my mom plants um, potatoes outside our house. So I've been observing that process. And you know, she planted the seed first of all. And then she started to water it. And over time, you now see the, the leaves coming out. That was after some time, after the roots had taken deep into the soil. Then the leaves started coming out at the top. And they were now growing. The more she watered them, the greener they looked. And they were just growing and they were popping. So we see that the word of God is similar to this. The word of God is like that potato seed. You plant it into your heart. Your heart is the ground. So how how does the planting happen? The planting happens by speaking and hearing. When you hear... The word of God is being planted in your heart. That is why it says in the book of Romans chapter 10 that faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by what you are listening to. That is generally, sometimes don't take 
a truth and make it the truth faith comes by hearing yes faith comes by hearing generally even human type of faith comes by hearing anything you hear is either building faith on the inside of you or fear on the inside of you anything you hear is either these two life or death it's either building faith on the inside of you or fear on the inside of you anything you listen to so faith comes by hearing so paul had to specifically make sure he said it so that no one misunderstand what he said he's trying to tell you that god's kind of faith comes through hearing the word of god that's why he says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god so god's type of faith comes by hearing god's word so when you hear god's word god's word is being planted inside your heart inside your spirit that's why here jesus said the spirit it is the spirit that quickeneth it is your spirit that is being made alive your flesh is not being made alive your flesh profits nothing your flesh gains from what is being put inside your spirit everything that affects us on the physical is begins from within us it starts from the spirit it is the spirit that quickeneth if your spirit is sick you will be sick in your body if your spirit is low your body will become low if you are worried in your spirit if you allow worry to get into you you will start showing forth those worries outside your body and they can manifest in different forms especially sicknesses worry can make you sick so jesus was trying to tell them here that when you hear these words it is the spirit that quickeneth it is not the flesh your flesh does not profit anything your flesh just it does not gain anything when you hear the word of god what happens is that it is your spirit that is being made alive the word of god goes into your spirit your spirit gains as a result of what is inside of you as a man is in his heart as a man thinks so will he be as you as you are in your heart as your spirit is so will you be outside there is no two ways about it if you sow seeds of deceit if you sow seeds of depression if you sow seeds of worry in your heart what will come out will be those fruits of those things whatever a man plans so he will see god cannot be mocked what a man sows that is what he will reap so it is your spirit that is being quickened when you hear the word of god so don't always immediately start looking for a physical manifestation when you hear the word of god it is your spirit it, the, the word has to take effect in your spirit before it comes outside of you it starts from your spirit it starts from your spirit it is the spirit that quickens the flesh profit nothing then he goes on to say the words that i speak unto you he's speaking the words unto them the words that i speak unto you it is what you hear it is what you hear that is going to be quicken your own spirit not what someone else is here not what someone else hears but what you you hear sometimes the best way to plant the word of god is by through speaking it in your speaking it from your own mouth even though the words of other people are being old can also be planted in your heart the most effective method i think i believe is through your own mouth Jesus said if you have faith as a mustard seed you would say you see it is in the saying the saying is how you plant it the saying is how the seeds go out and they are being planted in your heart so say it the words that i speak unto you he's speaking these words are spoken unto you that quicken your own spirit not the words spoken to another person so when you're listening to the word of god hear it as something being spoken directly to you as god speaking to you as god's word being spoken unto you because when it is spoken unto you that is when it quickens your own spirit 
not it when it is spoken to another person when it is spoken to you it quickens your own spirit the words that i speak unto you then he says they are spirit and they are life he's telling them about what the word that he's speaking unto them is the words that he speaks unto them they are spirit and they are life that is these words that he's speaking unto us they are spirit first of all and they are also life so let me break this down for us what i have understood from this is is this the word of god is made up of the spirit of god and the life of god the spirit of god is the power of god the life of god is jesus the life of god is the word of god so this this is this is how i see it there was i observed that you know when you read through the new testament you observe that there were very few there were comp- very few to no words of jesus being recorded of jesus's words being recorded in the bible until when he was baptized one of the earliest other sayings of jesus that were recorded was when he was in the temple at the age of 12 when his parents came back and they were looking for him i think in the book of luke it was recorded there and when they found him he said don't you know i'm supposed to be about my father's business don't you know i'm supposed to be in my father's house and his parents were confused you know they didn't understand what he was saying so that was when he was 12 but after that mm-hmm, i think in the book of luke chapter 2 verse 49 and he said unto them how is it that you sought me we see not that i must be about my father's business those are the earliest words of jesus ever recorded and the next time that we see jesus in the scene in the bible was when he went to be baptized by john the baptist where he was anointed by god in the book of Acts, it says how how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the power, with the Holy Spirit and with power. I think in the book of Acts, I don't, I've forgotten exactly what that verse is. So we see that before Jesus' words were recorded, something happened. He had to receive the Spirit of God into him. Even his miracles didn't happen until after he received the Holy Spirit into him. So the Word of God is made up of the life of God. The life of God, I told you, was flowing in the blood of Jesus. In the blood of Jesus, the life of God was flowing through him. The eternal life of God was flowing through Jesus. That is why, when so many times they tried to kill him before his time, they could not kill him. Jesus said this in the Bible. He said, the, the, the ruler of this world is coming and he has no, he has no hold on me. Yeah, I think that was what Jesus said. He was referring that the devil was trying to come for him, but the devil had no power over him. Death had no power over him. He said his life was his. No one can take it away from him. He lays it down of his own self. In the in the body of Jesus Christ was flowing the blood of God, was flowing the life, the life force of God was flowing in Jesus. That was in his blood. So Jesus' blood in the blood of Jesus, inside of Jesus, was the life of God. It was already existing on the inside of him when he was born. When those words that Mary planted in her heart and the word became flesh, when it became flesh, it had the life of God in him. He was not made of a man. He was not made of the conception of a man and a woman. He was made of the word of god he is made of the word of god the word of god being given flesh by the spirit of god the holy spirit shall overshadow you as angel gabriel told mary 
So the life of God is in the blood of Jesus Christ. So the life of God is what Jesus is saying here. They are spirit and they are life. They are the life of God. He's speaking the life of God to us that was in his blood. And those life of God were accompanied by the spirit of God in him. That was why he had to receive the spirit of God into him before he began his ministry and before his words were even recorded. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. They are filled of the Holy Spirit and they are filled of the life of God. This is what gives us the power of God, the spirit of God and the life of God inside the word of God. Jesus was the word of God. The word became flesh. The word became flesh. The word of God became flesh. The life of God and the spirit of God came together to give flesh to the word of God. I know these are a bit... It's a bit also deep and, you know, even to me, I have to accept this by faith. I see it, but I have to accept it by faith because it might be a little bit hard to understand, but you have to let the Holy Spirit paint the picture for you to help you understand, to lead you into this truth because that is His work. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will lead you into all truth. All truth. So this is the truth. They are spirit and they are life. So for the Word of God to take effect, Inside this Bible, inside this Bible that we hold, inside this Word of God that we have in our hands, inside this Bible that we have in our hands, exists the life of God in it and the Spirit of God in it. You cannot separate the both of them. You cannot separate it. You cannot separate it. If you have one part and you don't have the other part, it is incomplete. You need both of them to come together for union to happen, to give you the power in the Word of God. You need the Spirit of God and you need the life of God in you. We receive the life of God when we accept Christ. When we accept, when we believe in the Son of God, when we believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have the life of God flowing in us. When we receive Christ, we receive eternal life. In John chapter 3 verse 6, let's go there quickly and read. John chapter 3 verse 14, I mean. Sorry, verse 16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. So when you believe in God, when you believe in God's Son, when you believe in Jesus Christ, at that moment you become saved and you have eternal life on the inside of you. You have the life of God on the inside of you. And the life of God on the inside of you is what? Jesus tells us in the book of John chapter 17. We're going to look a lot in the book of John. Because the book of John holds a lot of secrets. So, um, John chapter 17. John chapter 17 verse 2, he says, As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. So, God gave power and God gave Jesus Christ the power over all flesh so that he can give life. He can give that eternal life of God that was inside of him, that was in his blood that he shed on that cross to everyone who believes in him. And he says, and this is life eternal. This is what eternal life gives us. Eternal life is not about the quantity of days. It is not about how long you are going to live. That was not the purpose of God giving you his eternal life. It is not because you should live forever. Everybody will live forever. We are all going to live forever. Nobody truly dies. When you leave this world, you are only transitioning into the spirit world. You are not dying. Nobody truly dies. 
so this is why god gave us eternal life that this is life eternal that they might know thee the only true god and jesus christ whom thou hast sent that they might know thee that they might know god the reason god gave us eternal life is so that we can know him and it is not just talking about an intellectual knowledge it is not just talking about knowing that god exists the book of first john i think he said you believe that there is one god do you well even the devils believe and tremble you believing that there is a god is not doing anything that the devil is not doing already the devil knows that there is god he knows god and he knows that god exists him and his demons know it and they tremble but it does not mean that they are saved you having an intellectual knowledge of god does not mean that you are saved you need to know god you need to have intimate relationship with the word of god for it to give you eternal life that is what eternal life this is life eternal that you might know the eternal life means to know god for you to have eternal life it means to know god and to know god is talking about an intimate knowing not just talking about intellectual knowledge when it says adam knew his wife and she gave birth to a child it is not talking about head knowledge Adam knew his wife. It is talking about that intimate relationship between a man and a woman. So it is something similar. Those are the same, that is the same word, that knew that was used in the book of Genesis that referred to that intimate relationship between Adam and his wife. It's the same word that is used here that is said, No, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So God has given us eternal life. When you receive Christ, you receive the life of God in you. The life of God is eternal. God's life never ceases because He is immortal. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is eternal life. God is life full. In the book of John 10 10, He says what? Let's go over there again. The book of John chapter 10 verse 10 The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. That was why Jesus Christ came to give us the life of God. That was his purpose of coming. The minute he stepped into this world, he came to give the life of God to us. He had the life of God flowing in his blood. So he had to give it. He had to give it. He had to sacrifice that life of God there on that cross so that he would pay for sin he would pay the debts that we owed for sin so that as we are dead as he was dying also we also were dying to our own flesh and he was as he was being raised to life through the power of god in him through the power of the holy spirit in him we also come to life we're also being brought alive it is the spirit that is quickened brought alive by the word of god we're being brought alive by the words of god by life by the life of god we're being brought alive by it is the spirit that is quickened the flesh profited nothing so this is the part of we're talking about the part of life in the word of god the life in the word of god was in the blood of jesus so when you receive jesus christ you receive the life of god you receive eternal life for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him. So to have the life of God in you, to have the life of God in you, you need to believe in his son. You need to believe in him who had the life of God in him. That is Jesus Christ. Because him who had the life of God in him was given the power over all flesh and he could give that life to you who believes in him. So 
so you need to believe in jesus christ for you to have the life of god in you that is the first step of having the full word of god the full power in the word of god to be made manifest in your life you need to receive the life of god in you the life of god is received when we believe in jesus christ when we believe in his death and resurrection we receive the life of god we are being born when you're being born it is a new nature it is a new nature you receive that which born that which gives birth to you you receive the nature of him who gives birth to you that's why jesus was speaking he was speaking to nicodemus he told him he told him that which is flesh is flesh and that which is spirit is spirit because nicodemus was trying to ask him how can i go back into my mother's womb and be born again it was a mystery to him what does it mean to be born again that was why jesus told him it is the spirit that gives birth to you. Just as the wind blows from where it leads, where it wants to, and where it goes, and we do not know where it is, and we do not know where it's going to, so is everyone born of the spirit. You are being born of the spirit of God. You will not feel it in your physical body. The flesh profited nothing. The spirit is being quickened. You will not feel it in your physical body, but in your spirit, you are being changed. At that very moment, you believe in God. You receive the life of God. You are being born. He who is born of God overcomes the world. We are born not of the will of man. In the book of, in, in John chapter 1, it says it here. Let me read this for us. Because I need us to see all these verses ourselves. So it is not hearsay. Um... Sorry, I'm just trying to find that verse. Well, uh-huh. John chapter one, verse. Let's start from verse 11. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So it is to them that received him. When you believe in him, he gives you the power to become the son of God. To become the son of God, you need the power that makes you into that son of God. The power is in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives birth to you. Because okay, see, it, it gives us that right here. It says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. We are born of God, not of the blood of flesh, nor of the will of man. It is saying that because if you are born of the blood of flesh, if you are born of the will of man, it does not mean that you are born of God. Being born by your parents doesn't mean that you become a son of God automatically. What makes you a son of God is being born again. You are being born again. It is like a new birth experience. The same way you are born in your physical body. You are being born in the spirit also. You are being given birth to in a spiritual body, a new spiritual body. That's why in the book of Corinthians, Paul said that behold, all things have passed away. All things have become new. 
all things have become new. You are being born again. You're a new child. You have the very life of God flowing in you. When you receive Jesus Christ, you have the life of God flowing in you. And when you receive God into your life, when you receive Jesus Christ into your life, at that moment, you don't feel anything in your physical body because it is your spirit that is being quickened. Faith comes by hearing. When you hear, it is your spirit that is being quickened. When you receive Christ, it is your spirit that is being quickened. And then after the spirit has been able to digest it, has been able to grow that seed, it will now come forth into your physical body, into your physical life, and it brings forth fruit. Healing also happens the same way. Everything, miracles happen the same way. We have to conceive a miracle. You plant the word of God in your heart and you let it grow and take root. And then it gives birth. It produces fruit in your life. It produces the fruit of the spirit because it is the spirit that is being quickened. The word of God is meant for your spirit. First, before it even comes out to your physical body, it starts from your spirit. It is very important for us to realize this. So the word of God, when we receive Christ, we receive the life of God in us. In our very bodies flows the life of God in us. So that is the first part of having the power in the word of God. When you have the life of God in you. So you have the life of God in you. You've received Christ. You have the life of God in you. What next? Just having the life of God in you does not mean you have the complete power of God in you. You have eternal life now. So you need the power to become the son. And that power is from the spirit. So that was what Jesus said here. He said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit and they are life. They are spirit. Meaning, they are of the Holy Spirit. Inside the word of God, the Holy Spirit dwells in it. That was why when, before Jesus' words were being recorded, before Jesus began his ministry, he had to receive the Holy Spirit on the inside of him. When he received the Holy Spirit inside of him, he now had the power of God in him. People think that Jesus performed miracles to prove that he was the Son of God. They think that being born, they think that because Jesus was was born of a virgin, that was what gave him power. No, he was anointed by God. That was why he had power. God anointed Jesus Christ. He says in the book of Acts, in the book of Acts, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. God anointed him with his spirit. The anointing of God's spirit is what gives you power. And without the spirit of God in you, you do not have the power of God in you. In the book of 1st Acts chapter 8, Jesus told them, Ye shall receive the Holy Spirit and then power shall come upon you. When you receive the Holy Spirit, that is when the power of God comes upon you. The power of God is in the spirit of God. So, Jesus, the word of God, the word became flesh. Jesus, the word of God, was there with the life of God in him. So when he went to John the Baptist, then John the Baptist baptized him. He said to fulfill the scriptures, to give the scriptures power, to fulfill the scriptures, to give the scriptures power, to give this word that has become life power. This needed to be done. This baptism needs to be done to fulfill the scriptures. So that when that thing happened, then the spirit of God came upon him. See what, Jesus, see what John th- says said here. He says, he says, and 
that was this is john speaking he says in the book of first john chapter 1 verse 33 he says, and i knew him not but he that sent me to baptize you water god sent god sent john the baptist to baptize you water he says and i knew him not but he that sent me to baptize you water the same said unto me upon whom thou shalt see the spirit descending and remaining on him the same is he which baptized with the holy ghost and I saw and I bear record that this is the Son of God. So the Spirit of God came upon him to certify that he now has been commissioned to do the work of God, to have the power of God in him. God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what gives you power. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God came into the Word of God. The word of God that was the life of God. The Holy Spirit came into it. The word of God is the creative force of this universe. That's why it says everything was made through him. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. The word of God is what gives life. Because the word of God has the life of God in it. I hope that we can understand this. Please, I pray that the Holy Spirit helps us understand this. Because... These are very deep and profound things that we need to understand. So many people are trying to have the power of God without the life of God and the Spirit of God in them. It would not flow. It would not work. For the power of God in His Word to flow, you need the life of God and you need the Spirit of God. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. They are of spiritual essence and they they have the life of God in you. So the life of God, the Word of God can create can create things if you need a miracle you need the life of god and the spirit of god the life of god will create the healing and the spirit of god will give the power of the healing to flow the words that i speak unto you they are spirit and they are life so Jesus Christ had to receive the Spirit of God into him for him to have the power of God manifest. For him to have the power of God flow, he needed the Spirit of God in him because already he had the life of God in him. He was already flowing in the life of God in him. He had eternal life. He said, Him who was life that has been revealed unto us, the life was manifested unto us. The life of God was manifested unto us. The life of God was in the blood of Jesus Christ. If you want to have eternal life, you need to believe in the blood of Jesus Christ. You need to be saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. By that covenant of the blood of Jesus Christ, you need to be saved by it for you to have the life of God in you. You need to be saved by the blood of the Lamb. So when you are saved by the blood of the Lamb, when you are saved by the life of God, when you now receive God's life into you, then... You can receive the Spirit of God into you. When you receive the Spirit of God into you, you now have the power of God in you. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will receive the power of God in you when you receive the Holy Spirit. So the power of God and the life of God will come together to give you the power in the Word of God. There is power in the Word of God. There is power in the Word of God. So, if you want to understand the words of God, if you want to be quickened in your spirit by the word of God, you need the life of God and you need the spirit of God. The life of God is the word of God. The life of God was in the word of God. The word became flesh 
So you go and study the words of God in the Bible. You go and study it. And you receive the Holy Spirit into you to help you, to, to give you a revelation of these words, to show you the power. The revelation is Him revealing the power in the word to you. He is going to show you all truth. He will reveal the power in the word of God to you in such a way that you will see it so clearly and it will be convicted in you. It will be planted in your heart in such a way that nobody can come and tell you something else for you to believe see the words of god are so simple that we need we literally need people to help us misunderstand it because if we decide to let god himself through the holy spirit reveal the word unto us to reveal the power in the word unto us to reveal the life in the word unto us i assure you we will walk in victory we are always trying to do it one-sided we have the life of god and we have received to receive the spirit of god some of us are sorting the spirit and we do not even have the life in us it will not work you need the both of them in you the life of god first then the spirit of god the life of god makes you eternal it makes you pure and holy see we are born in righteousness and true holiness when you are born again, you are born in righteousness and true holiness. The righteousness and true holiness is in the life of God. You cannot receive the Holy Spirit into you when, if you do not become holy. And you become holy when you are born again. Not true acts you do. God imputes his righteousness onto you. Self-righteousness has no place in God. It has no use in the presence of God. Self-righteousness will do you no good. You need to receive God's righteousness into you. He imputes that righteousness to us. That is why he says we are born in righteousness and true holiness. So when you are born in righteousness and true holiness, when you receive Jesus into your life, when you believe in him, and you receive the life of God into you, you are born in righteousness and true holiness, then at that moment you can now receive the spirit of God into you, which will give you the power of God to give you the power in the word of God and to mix together and give you the power in the word of God so I just hope that I've been able to pass across this message onto us because it is important to understand this you need the word of God and the life of God in you and those two things are gotten in the word of God those two things are found in the word of God so you come back to the word of God and the word of God will reveal to you the life of God and the power of God. The life of God and the spirit of God will reveal the power to you. So you need these two things in your life. You need the life of God and you need the power of God. So I pray that the Holy Spirit helps us understand this message in Jesus' name. So, I think we're going to end this here. And I pray that... The Spirit of God make these words come alive in our spirit. It will quicken our spirit. Because it is our spirit that, that gets quickened when we hear the words of God. Our flesh profits nothing. It's our spirit that gets quickened. Because the words that Jesus spoke, because the words in the Bible are spirit and they are life. They have the life of God in them and they have the Spirit of God in them. So when you're reading the word of God, you're imparting the life of God into you and you're imparting the spirit of God into you. Because the words are spirit and they are life and God is a spirit and those who worship him have to worship him in spirit and in truth. 
You have to worship him in spirit and in truth. The truth is the word of God. The truth is the word of God. The word of God is the life of God. In the word of God flowed the life of God. In the word of God, the blood of God flowed. In the word of God, the eternal life of God was inside him. We need the word of God in our lives. The word of God is made up of the life of God and the spirit of God. So let's just pray as we end this. Holy Spirit, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus, thank you for your peace of mind. Thank you for this peace that passes all human understanding. Thank you for your power that flows on the inside of us through your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you for energizing the word in me. Thank you for giving me the power of God. Revealing it to me through the life of God, through the word of God. Father God, I pray for everyone going to listen to this. That these words that are being spoken, which are your words, that our spirit and life will be imparted into them. That the word will come alive and quicken their spirit. And as a, as a benefit, our flesh will not profit. But our spirits have to be fed, first of all. Father, that may your words quicken our spirits in Jesus' name. That as we listen to these words, that the very life of God that is in us, through eternal life that Jesus Christ has given us, that that life will flow with the Holy Spirit that is on the inside of us, it will energize and it will give us the power in the word of God. That when we speak these words with our mouth, Lord, that these words will go out with fire and they will burn people who are like wood. It will burn every work of the devil around us. Your word is power, Almighty Father. Help us realize the power in it through your spirit and your life. us to abide in your word day and night for us to hide your word in our hearts that we might not sin against thee and may your words come alive on the inside of us holy spirit thank you lord jesus thank you almighty father for your peace thank you for your word whoever has not accepted the life of god into him should accept Jesus into him. We need the life of God to have access to the Spirit of God. Receive Jesus Christ. Say this very simple prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I believe in your death and your resurrection. I believe in the power in your blood i believe that you came and you died for my sins and you rose to give me the eternal life of god you rose to give me new life i accept your life into me and i accept your eternal power and your eternal love into me i accept your forgiveness and your lordship in my life come into my heart when you say this prayer truthfully from the bottom of your heart you have been saved you have been born again. You have been born into the image of God. You have been born into the family of the Most High God. 
you are now a son of God, not born of the will of flesh or of man, but a son born of God, born of the Spirit of God. And after you've received the life of God into you, receive the Holy Spirit into you. Ask the Holy Spirit to come into your heart. Jesus has told us in the book of Luke, he says, If we, being wicked, know how to give good gifts, how much our Heavenly Father in heaven will give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? It is to you who ask. All you need to do is ask and you shall receive. Ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life. Say this simple prayer after me. Says, Lord Jesus, Almighty Father, I recognize the need of your power in my life. I recognize the need of your spirit inside me to do the work that you have appointed me to do. I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you come into my heart. I welcome you into my life. Come and dwell on the inside of me. you have said this prayer believe that you have received the spirit of god in you because god says if we believe that we have received we shall have what we ask for he says he who asks receives so every time you ask you're going to receive when you ask according to the will of god so you have received the spirit of god into you congratulations you've been brought into a new life in the kingdom of god you now have the life of god and the spirit of god in you you now need to impart the word of God into your spirit because the word of God gives you the power of God. Thank you, Jesus, for saving these people. Thank you because they have been brought into your kingdom now and they have been saved by your eternal life and have been given power through your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for salvation. Thank you for redemption. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All this I pray with thanksgiving in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.